I'm sitting here today with James Hunter. I'm sitting outside in the gardens, making every possible use of the sunshine. And I'm wanting to chat to James, who has in fact just graduated from university, but in the year of lockdown virtually. So he's had parties not. He hasn't had an awards ceremony, but he's here, which is marvellous. And he's joining us as an assistant land agent. So thank you, James. Thank you so much for sitting down. I know it's been a very busy day and I feel you know, so sorry for everybody who was graduating from the end of their university and, and the achievement and the hard work you've put in over the last three years is almost forgotten at the end of it all. But I'm very glad that you got a very good degree right, and yeah. your hard work paid <laughs> off yeah. and you got a piece of paper to prove well. it, if not all the celebrations. And I hope you might celebrate and enjoy it mm. next year, James, because I imagine you missed all that part very much. Yeah, yeah we did. Well, we didn't have a graduation because of the current pandemic and then my piece of paper as my degree came through the post which was a bit of an anti-climax <laughs> when you were meant to get it uh, after a few parties and then a graduation ceremony in Sirencester so, it's so an you graduated world. from I think it's a university now isn't it the mm -hmm. Royal Agricultural University of yes the Royal Agricultural University in Sirencester used to be a college no longer doing rural land management three-year course yeah came here well I was here before wasn't I I don't you think were. we need to discuss so that what is a land agent? I think a land agent is um, a manager of the world around us, or especially rural land agency is the managing of rural land around us and heritage assets such as the castle here. But it's so much more than that. You know about paintings, roads, drains. So does Lady Carnarvon know about drains as well. We're <laughs> experts in that. <laughs> but anything, you have to sort of cheerfully face the challenges which will affect future generations, as the Duchess of Devonshire once said and we cheerfully face on in these busy days we all do and try and get through and leave it in a better place for the next generation and it is usually isn't it yeah. about bus water pipes mm. and trains and some of my most abiding memories are of of when there's yet again another bust pipe mainly because the grounds dried out mm. and and it shifted or the grounds very wet mm. and again the pipes have shifted but one way or another it's usually always gone wrong hasn't it yeah you get these huge projects which are done a hundred years ago and they eventually come to their life they last longer than anything does around here now if we put stuff in it wouldn't ever last as long as the land army type jobs james i was lucky enough to meet debo the duchess of devonshire before she died and i think you're right it was something about roads to rembrandt's and you meet absolutely everybody from somebody you know such as trevor who we're mending a pipe with to um a vip who's mm. coming for a shoot yeah. so it is it's such an extraordinary broad range of activities it's it's very exciting in that way and then of course i think you're based in the land which mm. which is what i absolutely love i think working and looking after an estate such as this and a huge exceptionally lucky place to work and live for yourself he clearly wants that job <laughs> <laughs> but i think you get this experience of you're sat there every day and you go what is there to do today plan stuff and then you have the reactive stuff as well which is always interesting you never know quite 
what's going to come the next day, do you? Ever. No, you don't. <laughs> and there are lists to be done, and mm. there are a lot of other things around. Because in some ways, James, I you know didn't bargain for what I've taken on as being part of the estate role here that I've taken on in terms of working with you alongside mm. the the roads, the drains, the fences, the the roofs, the tiles, broken loos. All yeah, those really you, exciting in things. Essence, in, in essence, although oh my goodness. your degree wasn't in land management, you are essentially a land manager as you are now as well as a businesswoman a PR expert I don't know about that blogs (laughs) it's a bit of a mixture Mm. which which I think I certainly enjoy but I do remember if we go back when I first met you which was actually in the castle on an evening at a wedding Mm. and you were part of Louis our banqueting manager Butler's team yes and you were working in your university holidays Mm -hmm. and it was long hours it was probably 10 or 11 o'clock in the evening in the days when one was able to host weddings in the castle which is some time ago now and I remember to chatting to you and Mm. I I remember very clearly I met you in the servery and it's a time of day when it's after when the guests are just beginning to perhaps have their first dance and everything else and everyone's been working quite long hours Mm. and I'd like to go around and chat to you all and see how you're all doing Mm. because it's sort of a a sort of a a low plummet in the energy level Mm. of the of the team at Highcliffe sometimes and there I met you and I Mm. remember asking you what you were doing what were you doing at that point so at that point I was doing a chemistry degree with forensic science up in Hull which was okay at the time but I wasn't enjoying it it was never something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life I couldn't see a career in it and then got talking to yourself out of the back of the servery. It was quite late at night, and sometimes they go on till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and you go, oh, God, right, have a bit of food, have a glass of water, and then cheerfully go back out to the guests. And you um, you came out and said, how are you, and started chatting. And then I think we said, would you mind if I came for a week's work experience? Which then we organised with a previous estate manager. Who had left by the time you came. <laughs> that was quite funny. Yes. And I remember you arriving. I think it might even have been two weeks. It ended up certainly mm. being two weeks. And I remember a lot of estate files had mm. arrived and I had set up some filing covens. So you and I spent the next two days surrounded by files and we were trying to find and organise the black filing yeah. covenants. There was a lot. still yeah. there. There was, there was a, a lot. lot there. And you were brilliant because I just thought... Either you're going to keep on going mm. and this is part of the life or you're not. And you sat there with me gamely as we filed and all the different cottage files mm. and we found but we found some amazing papers, which I found, which I was rapidly. Found some of the old stuff it. which really should belong in an archive. It's also useful now, such as the water pipe maps and things like that. Realistically, it should be archived. But... And I found the, the deeds relating to the weight of the bridge going over the A thirty four, which yes. was jolly yeah. useful because it knew how much we how much the weight bearing load mm. could be which we which we were guessing rather than knowing we were actually obviously on the very cautious yeah. side but that was a great piece of paper but that was when we file. had heroes and we were trying to get a tank over the bridge i believe which I didn't want to get tons. a tank over yeah. the beach, so once I heard it was that. <laughs> so we had to find a piece of paper to say, no, we can't do that. I know, mm. I think somebody offered to drop from a Chinook, actually. I mean, obviously, <laughs> landed very gently, but never mind. Mm. It was an interesting few days, James, and just to say, every intern who comes here is paid, so mm. I always want to contribute to your college fees if you're going to change course. And then you came here, and then from here, you then applied to Sirencester. Yes. With a reference from here about your dedication and devotion to to your new career 
And then off you went, mm. which was amazing. Yeah, and then so got the reference through. Speedily went into Sirencester starting about four weeks after I um, decided really that I was going to go. And then kept working here part-time. So two weeks work experience turned into two months until I started. And then a part-time job during. And then three years later, here I am. Still. Uh, still, which is absolutely <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> but no, it's interesting. You learn so much when you're so, working in the industry as well as learning. You learn in an ideal world and everything's perfect. But actually you realise you can only spend half of your day doing stuff which is ideal and then you have to react to other things. There's several challenges that we have here, which is always interesting. But you learn to balance everything, I think. And that's part of land agency is that you just have to react and you have to smile and wave sometimes and realize that you just have to get on with it <laughs> yes no i know you mm. do actually and it was um because you don't live too far you live mm. in between here and sirencester so in a sense your holiday work i hope contributes towards your yeah. the college fees and it also contributed towards and underpinned the academic work that you were doing and your knowledge of the mm. of of how to construct the tenancies and goodness knows mm. what. So it was quite an integrated degree yeah. in yeah, many yeah. ways. Yeah. Actually, but that's the best. I think that's it. the best way to learn by a country mile is that you balance it with the real world rather than sitting in a lecture hall saying this is how you do it when you can't necessarily work it perfectly and you have to balance negatives and positives all the time. And <laughs> And there have been so many funny moments. I remember John Gunter, our castle manager, who um, you, he was getting you to kindly help him scatter salt. Do you remember on snowy yeah, roads? Snowy roads, I And roads. he was um, timing you to get up early in the morning to do it mm. before any visitors arrived. So that and was John's badgering and John's classic sure. banter of how how early can you get out of bed? And sometimes that's a challenge at a university student's age, especially if you've been somewhere the night before. Wouldn't say where. <laughs> But yeah, eight o'clock is John's start time for sure, and it's getting easier as I get he older. He was asking a member to do the salt at seven mm. o'clock. So oh, he, that's true. He was taking bets on mm. whether you'd make it out of bed <laughs> to bed here for seven, yeah. which I do remember quite clearly. And then you were very gamely sitting on the back of the red truck mm. with a salt sack beside you, scattering salt as you drove yeah. slowly around the road. Around the parks, yeah. <laughs> we've had some, we've had some, we've had some great snow, and there's some stories to come out of the snow, snowy weather we've had the, from the beast of the beast of the east to yes. 12 inches in snow drifts in front of the castle i think it is so incredibly beautiful mm. all the farm machinery also helps to clear all the local roads for yeah. the council as well as trying to make sure people can get in and out mm. and we do runs and then of course the afternoon is normally giving over to sledging which is yes. a very important part of working here for those who enjoy it paul mack does like his sledging for sure and i remember I think, him did sitting you actually manage to share a sledge we did we did indeed. It broke in half about halfway down the hill, but me and Paul Mack, who is another bigger gentleman, managed to share one, and we, we got some serious speed up, didn't we? And then it broke as we went over a, over a bump. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's good fun. The seasons bring different challenges and positives here, for sure. They do. I'm always looking for the point or point of a week or point of a season or a month when there's a little bit more time to breathe, mm. actually, and catch up on some of the of the general jobs which you put to one side mm. when you sometimes feel that you're firefighting. And obviously, um, it's been very interesting, James, because during 
lockdown, you were one of the people who stayed with us here and continued working. Mm. We formed our own little bubble and mm. saw nobody else. We all yeah. managed not to fall out as, as friends. Mm. It was an extraordinary time, which I'd like to keep a record of, and we all got to do absolutely everything, and you ended up doing a huge amount of email work mm. with me. And I think we all learned a lot about our customers mm. and about how to manage our own time and stress mm. during that time and how to keep a sense of humour. There was, of course, at lunchtime, my club sandwiches, yes, which were pretty good. Yes, those chicken club sandwiches. Oh, amazing. <laughs> they were quite they, good. It went down very well after a long day sending emails and responding to customers, turning your hand to anything and everything because it did go down to a very small team during the Doing lockdown. Time, and then we still had some tenants to look after who were here, obviously locked down. And then you've got the Some challenges. of the older people who we were dividing up who mm. did what shopping runs. Yeah. So it was sort of a, a joint effort on that We had a few shielding front. and then Maggie would do some shop runs for the, a few of the older tenants who were shielding and stuff like that. Yes, Maggie helps us mm. with all the horses and as part of our sort of inner bubble, if you like. But it, it was an extraordinary time and then we had the Friday night Viking TV and then the Friday night virtual cocktail mm. parties and your main role of that was to go and collect a takeaway from the local pub yes. and come back and we all collapsed <laughs> in a complete heat. Yeah, after a very long day because yes, those, those two things on a, one evening does make it a very long evening. But yes, a, it does. A takeaway and a, maybe a beer afterwards went down quite well. It was definitely some shared wine and beers mm. and a lot of laughter. Yeah, that's very actually true. by the end. But you needed that, I think, during lockdown, especially being together all the time and everyone living on the estate. So I moved into one of the houses on the estate with another member of staff who was also working as a bubble. And I think you did just have to relax sometimes. You were working sometimes seven days a week. Well, a loss of seven days a week, but we got through. It was a challenge, but I think everyone learned quite a lot about everything, really, because you weren't necessarily doing the jobs you were doing before. But when you have to do them, you realise sometimes what other people are doing and how challenging maybe their role is and dealing with customers sometimes is obviously a challenge and some of the events and cancelling things which we had to was always a challenge interesting definitely and a massive learning curve for stuff that I never had to do before necessarily it was a massive learning curve and there was yourself and Kat who was another young intern mm. she I think it's been a hugely steep learning curve and mm. you've both gone up exponentially which I hope will for the rest of your life whatever you choose to do and I hope you stay on for some time here mm. yet <laughs> yeah will add to the I think it was like a game of snakes and ladders that mm. we're all going along and you, you think and Highclere certainly thought we were going up a few ladders mm. and doing a little bit better and then suddenly for all of us on that game of snakes and ladders you've got all the way down to the bottom 99 to 0 that happened a couple of times in my childhood and now of course one of the greatest joys is you've got a little puppy to celebrate indeed, yeah. proper job here <laughs> yeah trying trying to be an adult balancing uh, looking after a 12 week old cocker spaniel working cocker spaniel and then he comes into the office a bit. My girlfriend and my mother have been very helpful looking after him. But he's he's getting better. He'll be the best beating dog eventually one day. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but, it, mm. but he's very, very cute. And he's got a little cage not far from where you sit in the office, yes. which is very good. Mm. And I think you know, just getting socialised and getting out. And I thought yeah. I could bring in one of my dogs mm. at a time possibly one of the young labradors actually to meet him because yes, they're he's very playful so, so he's very playful. Yeah. they might enjoy mm, that for sure but we've got a day without um visitors coming up and mm -hmm. i thought on that day um we might actually introduce stella or freya to jerry yes, if to i can. 
Jerry, um, yes. <laughs> Jerry the lovely. cocker rather than Jerry Springer. But <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. Very good joke. <laughs> I made that. I, I haven't, I've had that joke so many times. I mean, I know we refer to the public opening period as closing, but through this autumn, what we've then do, done is we've got lots of smaller tours, conscious of the situation of the world today. So we're really making sure the numbers are very limited. People have got a lot, lot of space. So we've got some lovely castle tours and garden trails weekends which encourages people I hope to wander through the woods and the gardens and ask answer a few questions and then and inside we've got some lovely real lives and film sets tours before we move into Christmas which I'm again thinking of curating this year James as a much smaller number so in terms of your car parking mm. challenges and the grass outside that shouldn't be something you and John have to worry about John and as I will much. be out in our wellies every morning it's raining and make sure we can park our guests but as you say it'll be lower numbers and things like that so that solves one of the many challenges that we have when we're closed or when we're open so so i know it's i think it's closed and open i mean there's not really a week when we mm. don't have tours it's just mm. there of different sorts which i hope makes it interesting and local people who perhaps are looking for something to do in the future have got a reason to come back because mm. there's a different theme or a different thought process i think offering or, people different sorts of events gives the chance for people to see different things so people don't necessarily see it at Christmas or they can come just for a walk in the gardens and on one of the garden trails but obviously we have challenges when we're shut where we have to do things like maintenance so obviously you said when we close for summer I think we've you and John have planned to have a tower in the saloon to change all the light bulbs which is a challenge when it's 13 metres tall but it happens every couple of years and we have to deal with it. So tonight we're going to be moving the furniture to one side in the saloon and the tower's being built and we're going to hopefully sort out all the um, smoke detectors and actually we might just renew all the lights All ten light bulbs which are right up in the top of the saloon. And somewhere up there is a toy helicopter of Edwards, my son's, which (laughs) flew up there ages ago and got caught just over the edge somewhere so it'd be quite exciting to find find that. That's your Project I'm, I'm not a fan of heights. I, I, I'll ask no, one no, of the guys I. up on the tower to maybe see if they can see this helicopter. So mm. if I were to ask you on a, for on a Monday morning when the week starts, how does your typical day go, James? I think as soon as Mondays are always interesting. You've got a meeting in the morning with our key sort of contract staff who um, do a lot of the maintenance around the park and the estate. You and I have a meeting and we kind of discuss the key issues for that week and try to make a list that doesn't go backwards rather than we should go forwards and then try and get on with that list and there are challenges that pop up leaky taps tenants drains all sorts windows falling out windows breaking but then we try and work on our um, maintenance list going forwards and we sort of plan out a several month period and that changes doesn't it quite a lot so you work in that into each week and then say we're replastering a ceiling in a house and then actually we need the plasterer to throw him somewhere else and see what we can do then the afternoon tends to be go out and have a few site visits perhaps and lake and then uh, release a blog around lunchtime which is always a kefuffle if i haven't written it yeah we have to drive (laughs) drive around the estate to get a few uh, extra photographs maybe or bombing valley or anything like that there's never a normal day in land agency wherever you work i don't think there's no way i could ever write down exactly what i'm going to do every day because it's you have to be so flexible and drop things at the 
drop of a And then pad. do you remember, you just think you're going along quite well and then <laughs> one of our tenants, the the water tank above a bedroom, the overflow was broken <laughs> and it didn't work. Mm. So the water tank bust and it came through that mm. bedroom ceiling. So suddenly when we thought you we were doing something, mm. obviously the tenant called. The ceiling was bust, the electrics mm. were bust, we're calling the electrician, turning everything off. Of course, the bedroom was above the kitchen. Of course. <laughs> so it goes down into the kitchen. Yeah. It's amazing how water can cause so much damage. It went down, oh, of course, behind the stove, yeah. the fridges, all the electrical equipment. It doesn't dry out. It got yeah. everywhere. It then went into the corridor. I mean, oh, my goodness. And the tenants were there, so they caught it so yes. quickly. So I'm so grateful. Yeah. That and then that was a complete disaster. We couldn't really, I think, have forestalled it either because you can't know when an overflow on a tank is yeah. necessarily yeah, going to be broken. Just, that that shows a bit of teamwork amongst the estates team and the management as well is that you can just go down there straight away, drop everything at the drop of a hat and sort out a tenant's house, which is obviously where they're living and where they want to be. And you've got to then plan a essentially an entire renovation around this damage whilst there are other challenges at that time yeah you have to then drop everything and try and get those people back into their happy so all place. the other projects yeah. then went on hold didn't they which mm. then had other consequences which was so absolutely completely exhausting actually mm. it was quite a major challenge that particular yeah. one so it sticks in my mind yeah. <laughs> But anyway. But it was impressive. It was a waterfall when I went in and then lifted up a manhole and turned off the water. Lord Lake and came down and had a look and went, OK, it's not a minor leak. We're going to have to do something with this. I think we it took nearly a week to, find... to dry out. It did. And we all tried to find ladders to push <laughs> each other through various holes in the ceiling yes. to see what... Some of the plumbers <laughs> arrived and one of them is a, a large gentleman like myself. And it was a struggle for me to get in the loft hatch as well. <laughs> But I think Josh, Josh managed to get up there and have a look as well. He's a oh. he's a much skinnier carpenter type. It was good teamwork, and I think that is the moments where you go, okay, I have got a really good team around me, and everyone kind of gets along. And it is, it's an amazing other. team, and some of them have been here for quite some time. And mm. I'm not really sure actually that you and I are boss at all, James. Just to no, let you know, no, no, I think some not. of the others are definitely the boss. So he's trying to manage well, got, all those. You've got as well. Pat Withers, who I know has been on another podcast, Queen and, Bee, and she knows probably more more about this estate than some of us will ever do. A lot of the contractors, I'm a baby for three and a half years being here. I have learnt so much. It is extraordinary. And, you know, I've ended up with yourself getting involved in a lot of interior decoration mm. to create beautiful spaces mm. which people are happy to live in just by the use of opening the space up or a little bit better colour or repositioning of different units. It's been so mm. interesting. I've loved it. And I think now going into a house, I have a much better sense, mm. much faster of what's going on yeah it's, it's not just a, a house we can rent out a house but if you want to make it an enjoyable space where tenants stay and want to be you do need to make it an enjoyable space to be so I it's do. a home completely than a house, and i sure. love to give them out make sure there's outside mm. space with terraces and somewhere to sit so that after the hurly-burly of london or work or whatever they are doing mm. you can have a cup of coffee well, one of the first things we always look at is where can we put a coffee table outside we yes. always provide a coffee table <laughs> and a couple of chairs so tenants can oh. sit outside and just enjoy being in what is a fantastic estate and a great area of the country. To and live. just, again, the other thing that I think is really important is we've got such a mix of people and different 
different rents to preserve a community of those mm. who earn a little bit more and those who are not earning so much from nurses and teachers and AA men such mm. as Les, who's heaven and really looks after his mm. house and his garden and to other people who are mm. perhaps have busier lives in London mm. and come down less often. And want to enjoy what is a very lovely and quiet area of the country. And I think that mix of community, which has taken years and years to build... I don't know any of any of our tenants who don't get along. They all help the estate in some way, and a lot of old staff live still in the houses and tend to enjoy being here still, from the farm to a few of the other houses with members of staff in. So. Yes, and, and I'm so happy that Gwyneth stayed. Gwyneth's husband, mm. Don, was gardener for 42 years, and he didn't really ever want to retire, and he didn't... So he kept on working part-time, and Paul Barker, our head gardener, would collect him and take him up to the greenhouse so he could sit there as he became less well. Then when he very sadly died in his house where he'd always lived with mm. Gwyneth and Gwyneth started looking around to try and move and find somewhere in Newbury and on the top floor and have a little dog and I remember sitting with Pete Dowsett, her son who I didn't really know and saying to Pete that I don't think your mother should do anything to start that mm. you make your worst decisions in these times of terrible pain and trauma and grief and don't do anything because perhaps it might be better to stay here and I know Gwyneth can't drive mm. but there's people around and this is her home and community mm. so in the end actually she was saying to Karina how happy she mm. was that now three or four years mm. later she's still here yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's our, so much about she's the our community. most popular member of security staff is is Gwyn in the middle of the park and everyone loves her and she's always she everywhere gets, with she her she is everywhere she appears in, in she has one of those motors, of motor Murray scooters yes. she? she and her dog sits the on the front of it with a little high vis on the back so she doesn't get run over on the park road. she loved it when Downton Abbey were filming here because that oh. was her morning <laughs> venture was to go up to go and have some go breakfast have by their catering yeah. truck say hello to all the security with mm. Suki her little dog oh, yeah. and um, then come back again no, but she's just brilliant so it's it's a lovely amazing wonderful mix of people mm. so james i suppose we're coming to the end of our short time together mm. in terms of the podcast yes, not short yeah. together i hope in terms of life <laughs> but i wanted mm. just to say it's been such fun having you work here and you know the experience and of working through lockdown coming through to today's time when we are able to welcome some more visitors and there's a slight more semblance of normality which I'm not sure is going to enormously change for the next six months but we've found a way of sort of living more or less but it has been so interesting and I'm so glad that you've got Jerry to yes, join you yeah. now hi Claire. yes <laughs> thank you so much yeah and I hope thank we'll you. have a really a safe and good winter mm. and I'm looking forward to spring it'd be nice if there were slightly less water leaks this year perhaps. yes very true maybe a little bit of snow but only for a day so John doesn't maybe get out of bed early yeah. <laughs> well on that note yes. but no thank you so I'll much for you helping so much. me get where I am yeah no and no think... thank you James mm. thank you Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I don't want you to miss out on the next one. So please do try and press the subscribe button.